Well, good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. We are grateful for your presence on today. And let me thank you so very much for being with us as we, in fact, are continuing our interceding on behalf of others, but also hearing from God as it relates to the instructions that God's giving unto us, that he's giving unto us as we attempt to grow in God's word. I want to continue what we have been looking at, and that is how do we, how, how to respond when, when God says no to our prayers. How should we respond when God says no to our prayers? What should we do when God says no to our prayers? What, what should be our mindset? What should be our mindset? How do we respond when he says no? What should we do when God says no? What should be our mindset when God answers our prayer with a no? And I think that you all would agree with me that accepting God's no is a difficult situation, and it's hard to adjust to. We love the truth that God answers our prayers. That's a great truth. We love that. But what we love most is when he agrees with our request and says yes. But there are those of us who are on this call, and we know this for certain, that sometimes God's answer is no, or it's not yet. And as a good father, God will not grant us that which is not in our long-term best interest, even when we beg and plead for it. And so I wanted to deal with this whole idea about God's no. And last week, we, we went through the scriptures and um, took a look at, in the Old Testament, the times when God says no to individuals. On today, I want to examine the New Testament and talk about when God says no, because what you will see is that God says no, not only in the Old Testament to individuals, but he also does it in the New and I do this because I want you to see that you and I are not off limits from God saying no to our prayer request. But I also want to make sure that you navigate properly when you receive a no from God and not seek to abandon what God's called us to. So let's do the New Testament, you all. The New Testament gives more examples of times when God says no. Um, the Apostle Paul was set to travel um, throughout Asia Minor to preach, but God said no to him. If you look at Acts chapter 16, Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through 9, it says, and they went through the region of Pergia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And when they had come up to Mysa, they attempted to go to Baithia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not 
allow them, did not allow them. Um, so passing by Maisha, they went down to Troas, and, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. So God here says to Paul, no. Paul thought that he had understood the plan of God. He thought he understood the plan of God. He believed he was to continue in Asia Minor. But the Holy Spirit said, no. Because Paul's desire was to listen and obey regardless of what it cost. So he left Asia Minor and he went to Macedonia instead. It was there, you all, in Macedonia that he started churches that impacted the whole world. His response to God's no was instant obedience and a change of direction. I want to say that again, please. Let me give it to you again. Paul's instant response to God's no was an instant obedience and change of direction. Let's stay with Paul a little longer. Um, in his personal life, Paul was plagued by what he called a thorn in the flesh. A thorn in the flesh. And it says um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, um, so to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me and to keep me from becoming conceited. I want y'all to see, let me read it again. Verse seven says, so to keep me from becoming conceited, because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me and to keep me from being conceited. So Paul pleaded with the Lord on three separate occasions to take this thorn from him, but God said no. Now, in this trial, Paul learned to appropriate greater measures of God's grace and to live for the glory of God through the difficulty. His response to God's no was to glory in his weakness. That's what verse 9 tells us. So instead of giving up in frustration or deciding God did not care, Paul chose to delight in weakness, to delight in insults, delight in his hardship, delight in persecutions, and delight in difficulties. He says in verse 10, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, what we learn from the biblical examples is that God never stops being God. He never stops being God. I don't care whether it's the Old Testament or the New Testament, and, he, and, he, and God says no. We learn that God never stops being God. He's sovereign. And that's an important word for us to remember. God is sovereign, S-O-V-E-R-E-I-G-N. God is sovereign. Let me show you all what Isaiah chapter 46, verses 9 
through 11 says. In Isaiah chapter 46, verse, um, um, I want verse 9. We'll start verse 9. And let's read verse 11, all the way to verse 11. It says this. It says, remember the former things of old. For I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient of time, things not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish, I will accomplish all my purpose. What I have said, that I will bring about. And what I have planned, that will I do. You know, there are many times when God says yes to our requests because they fit into the plan he's working out in our lives. Romans 8.28 tells us that, you all, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So there are many times when God says yes to our requests, and he says yes because they fit into the plan he's working out in our lives. He said yes to Moses' request to see his glory in Exodus 33, verse 17. And the Lord said to Moses, this very thing that you have spoken, I will do for you, have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. I wish I could park here for a moment and just tell you, does God know you by name? So he said yes to Moses. He also said yes to Solomon's request for wisdom in 1 Kings chapter 3, beginning with verse 11. And God said to him, God said to him, because you have asked this and have not asked for yourself long life or riches or the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right, behold, I now do according to your word. Behold, I will give you a wise and discerning mind so that none like you has been before and none like you shall arise after you. I will give you also what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that no other king shall compare with you all of your days. Let me read verse 14. And if you will walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and my commandment, as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. So he says yes to Moses. He says yes to Solomon's request, and Jesus said yes to everyone who asked him for healing in the New Testament in Matthew chapter 8, verse 16. That evening they brought to him many who were oppressed by demons, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. But he said yes um, to Moses. He said yes to Solomon. Jesus said yes to those who needed healing. But our faith-filled requests do not supersede God's sovereign rule. Remember, I told you all that God is sovereign. He's sovereign. It, do not, it does not supersede God's sovereign rule. If he was bound by our prayers 
as some teach us, then he would in fact cease to be God. We would be gods by dictating his actions. And nowhere in scripture do you and I see that kind of precedent being set. Now, I, I got to quit here, but I want to I just make sure you all are clear on this. If God ceases to be sovereign, then God ceases to be God. If God does everything that you and I want him to do, then he becomes no more than a genie who grants every wish. God is sovereign. All right? I, I pick up here next week and we can continue this. I, I got it. We had a long list today of prayer requests, and so I want to kind of get to these and start praying. Listen, I need you to pray today. If I can get you all to intercede, I'll come back and continue this lesson on next Wednesday if the Lord delays this coming. But Calvin um, Holland needs our prayers. Calvin Holland, I need us to pray for the friends of the friend of the Coleman's, Sister Stacy, who is battling um, breast cancer. I want us to pray for Russell Bowman, Russell Bowman, who is having um, his prostate removed. He's having cancer. He's having surgery on um, next Monday. So if you all would lift him in prayer. Earl Lynn Green, struggling with autism. Um, Gladys Isabel, Mother Gladys Isabel, I want you all to pray. She had a, a major fall. Lynn Whiting is having difficulty eating. Marie Dorsey is being treated for cancer. Um, Brandis Holmes and 48 residents who lost their apartments um, in a fire in Hampton, Virginia. Would you lift them in prayer? Kelly Rollins, um, the loss of their father. The Simmons family, um, in, the, in the loss of their mom. Um, Deacon Larry Williams, we're lifting in prayer today. Alina Teresa Jones, um, we're lifting in prayer for God to give unto them the, the breakthrough that, they, that she needs. Doris Cyril's, or Doris Cyril's, Request prayer for healing from COVID and the preconditions that are keeping her very ill. I want to ask you all to pray for Emma Oaks, if you will. Emma Oaks, one of the members, former members of Carolina Church, if you will lift her in prayer. Brother Delbert, we're lifting Brother Delbert in prayer, who had amputation surgery on this past week. Praying for Sheila Read, lifting Sheila Reed in prayer. Um, we're praying today for Harold Brinkley in family. We're praying for Brother Harold, for Sister Mary Davis and Doretha Williams. We're praying for Deacon Evelyn Mack and Sister Martina Baxter, Associate Pastor Talia White and Sister Mary Little Irvin, Sister Angela Jones. We're lifting those persons in prayer. Would you join me? Father, in Jesus' name, um, we thank you today, God, that you are sovereign and that you are God. We first want to thank you, God, for granting unto us an audience with you. You're such a holy God. And we already know, God, we don't deserve to be in your presence. We're unworthy. We do plead the blood. Thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ that washes us whiter than snow. Thank you for Jesus who justifies us before your very presence. 
and allows us to come before you as a vessel that's not marred. Thank you, God, for the justification of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the privilege that we're able to call you Father, that we enter into relationship with you. Now, God, we already know that we have sinned and come fallen short of your glory. So we ask for forgiveness even now, God. We ask for forgiveness. We thank you, God, for the forgiveness that you granted unto us. You said in your word that if we ask for forgiveness, you would grant it unto us and forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. We thank you today for the word that you've given unto us as instructions to help us to appropriate properly, God, your no's when you give them to us when we pray to you. God, we know now, we know now, God, we understand that your nose is because you have a greater plan. You have a bigger plan. And so we refuse to frustrate ourselves or refuse to pout and to stick our fingers in our mouths and to act as if though you don't care. We refuse to pull away and allow Satan to pull us away from you because we know, God, you are working it out for our greater good. Thank you that you're sovereign. Thank you for us understanding and seeing your scriptures and knowing that, God, you have our best interests at heart. We're grateful today to know that you are a good father and you will not withhold from us that which is for our long-term best interest. And so, Father, we give you the requests that have come forward today, and we say, Lord, have your way. God, make a way. Do what you feel is necessary, God. And Lord, we submit to that which you, in fact, are doing even now. Now, Lord, this is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, listen, you all, thank you so very much um, for your time. We're a little over. I appreciate you all. I do want you all to know that I've given you some principles, some things to look at. I want you to log them in. Now, on your mark, get set, let's grow. I want y'all to have a great day on purpose. Tell the devil he got to back up. God bless you all. Love you much. Bye-bye.